and welcome to today's episode of Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro, where for 15 minutes we learn from industry experts how to flex our financial muscles. I'm Hope Katz Gibbs, producer of the show on my channel's Incandescent Podcast Network at incandescentradio.com and incandescent.tv. Rita and I are thrilled to be here today with our guest, Certified Exit Planning Advisor, Amy Wirtz, who will talk about the mission-critical concept of exit planning. This is a passion for Amy, who is a consultant with the Family Business Consulting Group. She helps families develop and define their purpose and works closely with them to identify their goals around values, ownership, and financial wealth. So she clearly knows what she's talking about at this around this topic, and we can't wait to hear more. So take it away, Miss Rita. Well, thank you, Hope. And Amy, welcome. We appreciate you. you being here. Thank you. So Amy, the big question is, what is exit planning and how did you start in this specialty? Um, so if you think of exit planning, it truly is helping owners, family business owners is what I work with decide how they're going to transition their ownership, their leadership, and the next chapter of their life, right? So we work at it from all three aspects. So it's the individual aspect, like, okay, if I don't own this anymore, what the heck am I going to do with myself? Retirement issues that you deal with all the time, right? And then trying to get them to understand that when you transition a business, you're transitioning it from the standpoint of three systems. One, it's the, the ownership system. Like, how do I get my shares? How do I get my company ownership from me to someone else, right? Then it's how do I harvest the wealth from it and how much wealth do I need? Do, you know, it's the need versus what it's actually worth, right? And then there's the, um, how do I transition myself from owning and managing a business that has people in it to owning assets like a portfolio because it's usually turns into a stream of cash or a pocket of cash and managing the investment side of it and professionals that are there to help me do that. It's a totally different mind frame. So the Exit Planning Institute designed a program where it's a five processes, five steps to it. And those steps are first, we identify what it is we have, right? And really putting a value on that business. Is it a lifestyle where it's just producing a stream of cash. And you see that a lot with service industries, lawyers, accountants, things like that. We can quantify it, but they have a very different value to what like a widget making factory would have. So we, we find out what it's worth. Then we protect it. That's stage two. Then stage three is we look at the three, three financial formulas we have owners look at it is what's our value gap? What's our income gap? Um, and there's another one that just left my head. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have three gap formulas and we really look at how much do we have to grow the value of business to harvest what you need? Like what's that gap analysis? Then we, we, sometimes that takes a little while and, and the owners get really rejuvenated about owning in that process, that value enhancement process. And we look at our exit options pretty much every six months then. Are we, are we getting the value enhanced to a point where you could sell? If you could sell, how are you going to sell? And then next is the harvest of it. That's the actual transaction. And then the management of it. Now, we teach that every owner needs a team. And the initial team should have your ownership group, 
a financial wealth advisor, um, somebody that's a project manager, and that's kind of what I do under that SEPA, the, the SEPA designation, and then um, your management group. Those people need to be involved as well as your accountant because you got to have a valuation. Usually the accountant's involved in that valuation. But I like to have the wealth advisors in at the very beginning because what stops the process is them not understanding what they need. And the wealth advisors really help us on our team with, okay, here we are today. This is our pot of money today. If your business is worth this, we know we can harvest this. And this is what we can do with that. Owners struggle with the words, I'm going to live on a budget. Right? They struggle because typically when they have a company that can be transferred, many of them walked the creation of it and they lived on nothing. And the idea of going and budget always seems to be a word that has like scarcity associated with it. Do you guys find that? I do. It's like diet. Don't say it. It's right. right. Eating plan, spending plan. Right. So we need to know their, yeah, like that, their spending plan. What's your spending plan, right? Um, and so once they can get their mind around that, then creating a plan for transfer gets super simple. And we teach there's five transfer options. And one is family. And I do a lot of that. One is management or partner. One is strategic. One is employee transfer, like the employees in an ESOP purchase. And one is like a third party, put it on the market with an investment banker, really. So those are five. And most owners don't know this, but you can take little bites and do multiples of those. So I have many, many families that sell part to family members and gift part. So there's multiples there. I have families that need cash that don't have the money from the next gen. The next gen doesn't have the cash to give them a buyout, right? So they do a minority ESOP to get money in to fund their retirement. And then the rest stays with the family. And then the as the people retire from that ESOP, the family buy those shares back and retire the ESOP eventually. Amy, so, I love what you said about ownership and leadership. So it's important to think holistically when considering a business exit. And it's not all or none. It's not just any one strategy. Yeah. But we really believe in that. The, the SEPA program teaches a team that these owners need a group of, of professionals around them to lead them through the transition process. And that's how we work with it. And it's fun. I I learned so much in this process. I, and I teach for, for EPI, I teach the team modules, um, team formation, team implementation, um, how we keep the owner's goals at the center of the team and how we work together. And it's it's fun work. It's The owners are amazing. I get to learn from tons of people doing this work. I work all over the country and it's it's just a lot of fun. That sounds fascinating. And as you mentioned, you are the project manager. You are bringing people together, chief collaborator. Correct. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So tell tell me when you when you think about that, how does that resonate with you, Marguerite, and what you do for services moving forward? So I love what you said is you want them to know what they have and you want to know what it's worth. I think that's important because when I'm working with clients, um, it's important for them to know their number. How much do they need to reach their goals? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's really important because you may think you need X, 
but you may not need X or maybe you need more than X. And that's why you need to do your part to increase the value. So I think this is huge. It's, it's, it's very similar to people having a windfall, right? Mm-hmm. The only difference yeah. is here, you need to make sure you're aware of the transition, the valuation and the tax implications. So with that in mind, what do you think is important? Why do you think it's important to think holistically about these business transitions? Because it's not the money that stops the deal. It's never the money that stops the deal. When the deals fall apart, lots of times the ask is on the table. It's the fear of their changing life, their changing identity, the fear of not making a paycheck anymore, not knowing what they're going to do with themselves, what's going to happen to their employees, is this really going to work? It's it's that holistic work that we do, which is helping the owner visualize and and create the next chapter of their life. Who do they want to be? What do they, you know, we spend time with the owners to say, what's something you've always wanted to do that you've never had time to do? And we play with that, you know, like I make them go back to their yearbook, um, senior yearbook and look at what their high school friends wrote in that yearbook. And out of all of those dreams that they had, which ones were they able to explore? And which ones did they put on the back burners they'd like to pick up again? right? And that helps create the spending plan, believe it or not. And if they don't spend some time on that, that visualization of the next chapter of their life, it freezes the process. It really does. And so that holistic approach of, you know, helping them have advisors that that understand that there is a system in place that makes this transition safe that lays out a process that's doable, that breaks down this huge project into to really 30, 90, 60-day project goals, right? And, and there's a way to manage it forward. They won't ever do it. I mean, I talk to people that say, you know, my dad's been talking about transferring this business to us, the next gen, let's say three, three siblings, for 35 years. Is this ever going to get done? Because I'm going to retire before he dies. And, and, and a lot of that is about, they just don't know how to do it. They don't know how to make it work. And that's what's hard, I think. It's fair and it's also overwhelming. So what can cause, if people don't wanna talk about this and don't, and don't wanna deal with this for whatever reason, fear, emotion, um, they're so busy working on the business. What can cause people to have to exit their business? And what can business owners prepare for the unexpected. So I call it the five D's, which I'm I'm sure, Margaret, you've heard about this ad nauseum, but it's death, disability, disaster, disagreement, um, and really retirement. That's the other one, right? But like a planned exit. But I'm going to tell you, usually it's one of the catastrophes that triggers the exit. Very few businesses survive those catastrophes without the proper that's that part of that protection plan we talked about was you know how we first do the value then we protect in that protection plan we do what's called a contingency letter and it's really making them think through what are you know those five five d's that we really talk about what would happen how would we protect the value what can we do from a system standpoint how do we get things in place to get the business ready, to maintain value, and really survive a transition that's unplanned. 
And I use the words contingency planning. Have you heard of that before, Marguerite? Yeah. I have. A contingency plan is a lot better than exit plan because exit means they need to leave. Business continuity. So yes. things can keep on operating. Mm -hmm. Business yeah. continuity, contingency planning. I want my business to thrive. Okay, mm -hmm. well, that's why you need a contingency or continuity plan. And where can business owners, of course, they can work with someone like you, certified exit planning advisor, but what should business owners know and how can they start? Because some people don't want them to know that they want to leave their business. I would say to you that most of the business owners that contact me start with, nobody can know that we're doing this. It's a big secret. I, I laugh because most employees want to know that their owners are planning and are intelligent and the business will be there beyond their lifetime or there's a next chapter because they're all worried that you know mr smith is 70 had a stroke three years ago what happens if he drops bed do i have a job does does his son that's never worked here is he going to come in is his wife going to come in like what does this look like they're all worried about it and by the way when they know that you're actually planning for contingencies and that you're working on a plan for them to still have a place to work post your ownership, it gives them a sense of security, not a sense of fear. So I, I did a meeting recently with a business owner where we actually did, I call it a death dress rehearsal. And we brought in their financial wealth advisor, their business lawyer, their state attorney, their life insurance representative, myself, and all the key execs and his wife, and the trustee of their trust, and we made the owner die. And then we went through all of the documents, like pretend death, what happens to this company? And anybody could ask any questions. And by the end, we had a roadmap. And everybody said, this was friggin' weird, but I feel so much better. Like, I know who to call. I know what's going to happen. I know where I'm going to be. And and we found like three things that needed to be amended in the documents and they were going to make those amendments. And then they and then I turned to the executive leadership team and I said, now you need to do it for your positions. And the reason that happened is because our CFO died of cancer in three months, a year before, and they all had to walk that walk without a plan. And it was horrible. Um, and so that's one area. But the, the process I take business owners through is so much more than that. It, it's a much more robust conversation than just the contingency plan. No, I love that. And I think you mentioned the five Ds. Of course, there's death, there's disability, but there's also divorce. There's mm -hmm. also disagreements, right? Mm -hmm. um, so they just happen to um, begin with uh, Ds. And there's also disenchantment, falling out of love with your business, yes, right? Like yeah, the, the Exit Planning Institute talks about the life cycle of ownership and the life cycle of the business and the timing of exit. And, and we get asked a lot as SIPAs, when is the perfect time for me to leave? And we say, the perfect time is when all of those things can align as good as possible. There's never a perfect time. There just isn't. I mean, right now we're in a world where interest rates are going up. And we've been in a world where there's a huge amount of cash and there's a ton of large valuations going on. As the interest rates go up, supply chain problems happen, 
those valuations are going to change. So I have a lot of owners that are extremely tired from COVID and from supply chain issues that have been like, I gotta, I can't do this. I can't go through this again. I'm in, I'm 72 years old. I can't take another hit. I need to, to exit. So they're getting ready to exit. Now the interest rates are going up. So if you're looking at a traditional loan standpoint, it's harder to fund business transactions with the higher interest rates. So does that mean the value is going to go down? I don't know. It's yet to be seen. Maybe, maybe not. There, I think there's still a lot of cash in the markets and a lot of dry powder for organizations that are doing mergers and acquisitions or roll-ups. So I think the next year and a half is going to be really interesting on the on the business valuation side to see where that role where that really comes out in the long run. Um, and I read this week the the Federal Reserve's raising raising it uh, another three quarters of a point, and they expect another one to happen by the end of the year. So I don't know how that all is going to flow out, but I can tell you there are a lot of tired business people out there. The last two and a half years has been hard from um, ownership standpoint. Absolutely no doubt the cost of borrowing, the cost of capital is that much higher. So how can business owners get started on their exit planning journey? And if people wanted to reach out to you, Amy, how can people find you? Um, they can find me at the Family Business Consulting Group. And that website is thefbcg.com. Um, and I'm on there. Uh, the other place that they can find more information about what I do is at the Exit Planning Institute, epi.com. Um, we hold ownership events where we do education forums. Um, and there's just a ton of good people in this community. And I recommend Walking to Destiny by Chris Snyder is a great book that is a, an intro to this process and why business is written for business owners, not for consultants. It's a wonderful book for them to just dig into in the very beginning as well. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's so important for people to build wealth outside of their businesses. I think it's also important for them to protect their businesses because they are a source of wealth. After all, it's part of wealth transfer. Thank you so much for being here, Amy. And back to you, Hope. Thank you. Wow, Amy, that was amazing. So much incredible content. We look forward to sharing that and more um, about this important facet of a business, right? You have to, it's really valuable to know what the value is and what your life will be afterward. Yeah. 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 And Marguerite, I know that that's a challenge for people in your area of, of our practice group is that business owners want wealth planning, but they don't always know what their business is worth. And it's hard to do uh, a retirement planning until you get your head around that. And so that's why we try to work with wealth planners as much as we can. Absolutely. And one of the things I'm always encouraging people, I love your business. I believe in your business. It's not mutually exclusive. I do need you to invest outside of your business, not for my benefit. It doesn't even have to be with me, but this way you can, you can do both. You can have wealth in your business and wealth outside of the business. Do right by you, do right by your employees. I can tell you, I see, I see that a lot more in gen two and three than I do in first generation owners. Gen two and three want independent wealth. Gen one, they pour everything into that business. <laughs> it's just, it's because they're, they're start, they're entrepreneurs and they usually don't have a lot when they start, but so I do see a lot more outside investments when it's the generation two and generation three of ownership and they demand it. That simple. They just demand it. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And Hope is going and her team will um, organize everything, the liner notes for you to share on social. So thank you so much. Thanks so much. much. Thank you, Rita. And thanks to all of our viewers. You're watching Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro. I'm Hope Tax Gibbs, the producer, and this is episode 68. We're going toward 100. Thank you all. Have a great day. Thank you so much for being part of our Incandescent Radio and TV family. This is Hope Katz Gibbs, founder of Incandescent Incorporated, the PR and publishing company for women entrepreneurs. Our Incandescent Radio and TV shows are brought to you by our advertisers and clients. Margaritas with Margarita Chang, CFP Pro, brings us 15 minutes of tips every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live, where you'll meet experts who are helping us flex our financial muscles. Find all of the episodes at margaritachang.com. You'll also meet intuitive psychotherapist Kara Keem, who interviews therapists and other intuitive guides from around the world. Learn more at karakeen.com. And you're going to love social justice expert Karen Hanrahan, CEO of the San Francisco-based Glide Memorial Foundation. She bridges the gap from local impact to global change on her thought leadership show on Incandescent Radio. Learn more about Karen at karenhanrahan.com. You're also going to love Alina Liao, founder of the radical wellness journaling company, zenitjournals.com. Alina asks, have you tried to journal but found it hard to keep up? Zenit makes it easier to journal for your wellness. With Zenit, you can customize your journal with prompts that speak to you. No more blank pages. Your Zenit is your personalized space to take care of yourself. Website, zenitjournals.com. Feel it, write it, Zenit. You'll also meet amazing Tracy Schott, founder of VoicesForChange.com. Tracy is determined to change the world and end domestic violence. Learn more at VoicesForChange.net. And we are so thrilled to be publishing a book for Angela Mitchell, who is the tech expert of case management. And she's also the founder of this fabulous organization, Kids Code 2. She is determined to teach kids to code computers. Talk about teaching a kid to fish. We invite you to discover and peruse all the Incandescent Incorporated websites, the magazine for women by women about women, incandescentwomen.com. Our health and wellness magazine is beincandescent.com, the business of mind, body, spirit, soul, and heart. Our YouTube channel is incandescent.tv. And you can learn about our PR and book publishing services at incandescent.us. If you'd like to have your own radio and video show, check us out at incandescentradio.com where you can see what we can do for you. These podcasts are also featured on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Our podcasts are produced by Brandy Wilsker. Our videos are produced by Nelson Benavides. Our website developer is Max Kukoy, and our incandescent illustrator and designer is Michael Glenwood Gibbs. If you'd like to learn more, please send me an email, hope at hopegibbs.com. Here is to your incredible, indelible, incandescent success. Much love and many thanks.